Hello, everybody out there in internet land. Welcome to another episode of Fighting the Void. Uh, today, I, Ginger, am joined by a handful of other people, not my usual lovely co-host, Crystal. Today, I am joined by actually a bevy of friends from around the interwebs. And as it turns out, this is actually a full-on papist takeover of Fighting the Void because we are all either uh, cradle Catholics or converts. Most of us are converts, actually. Actually, I'm the only cradle in the room. She's the, she's the only cradle in the room. But but don't worry. We're actually not here to talk about really anything Catholic, as it turns out. This is just an odd coincidence. We're actually here to talk about Avengers Endgame. And we're going to... There will be spoilers. I'm going to tell you up front. We're going to go deep on this thing. So... If you haven't seen the movie, if you were like the 10 people on the planet that hasn't seen this movie yet, yeah, the only and you don't want to know anything, and you do actually plan on seeing it, just stop now because yeah. we will ruin the movie for you. Fair warning. Okay. Yep. Now, and uh, I want to say, too, for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen it, I was cynical. I didn't think that they could match what they had done or up the stakes. I was proved wrong. Just you were wrong. You were very wrong. But now, uh, yeah. let me finish with the, the in best. introductions here a minute. Now, the two ladies here. This, uh, the the one with the one with. I, I don't know how to describe your hair, Alyssa. It's different than the last well, time I, I saw mean, you. It's a podcast, so I don't think that's top model. Well, we're on we're on uh, YouTube. Yes, oh, the one on with the top model hair. Uh, <laughs> we'll go with that. I like that, Monique. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is, she is. Uh, that's uh, how shall we call? How shall I refer to you? We are uh, on the yeah, internet. You can call me Alyssa. Uh, I go okay. by Eric K. Watson online. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa and Monique, they are both uh, co founders of the Catholic Reads website, which basically seeks out and promotes uh, quality Catholic books, uh, both contemporary and in the past. Uh, focusing, though, on contemporary, we've done a bunch of reviews on guys that uh, I've actually had. I've actually had uh, people that I've I've read their stuff for Catholic Reads on this podcast, actually, in the past. Brian Niemeyer, most particularly. And then uh, Steve over here. Uh, Steve and I go way back, all the way back to uh, covering things relating to Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings. But today, Steve hangs his hat over at StarWarsReporter.com. So, Steve, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> and, and happy with Star Wars Day. And we're not going to talk about Star Wars hardly at all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Endgame. All right. So, initial impressions. Alyssa, you started, so go. Um. Yeah. So as soon as they cut Thanos's head off, I was like, okay, I don't know what's gonna happen. This is great, and we're good. And it just just got better from there. Um, we, we can break down like, the character reactions of each of them to you know what they did to all the different characters, but yep. yeah, that was my initial reaction. Was all right. Yeah. All right, Monique, initial, initial impressions. Well, I heard a lot of different things going around the internet, but I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go into it as, you know, blank slate as possible. And I didn't know what to expect. And I had no idea where things were going to go. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I'm just happy that I didn't leave the theater a sobbing mess. <laughs> it was hard sometimes. <laughs> That, yeah. You know, even, even, I'm not gonna lie. 
my eyes might have got a little watery at a couple of scenes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I nearly cried. My brother actually did, but I wasn't a sobbing mess like last time. <laughs> Steve, your initial impressions. It uh, like someone else had said already. I wasn't sure if they'd be able to top Infinity Wars because I uh, I just love Thanos in that uh, they in the movie he they did him so well i was like yeah i am almost rooting for the bad guy in this movie that's how well he was made uh and and just everything was so perfect about it and how they actually changed it from the comic and tried to make him more of a uh, uh i i guess in the comic it was different he was trying to yeah. impress he was trying to impress lady death or literally mm -hmm. yeah. he was yeah. trying to impress a girl yeah. Whereas in this one, he thought he was doing something good for the universe. So it was like good intentions, bad execution. But um, um, yeah, I was amazed. I was amazed. It was a really good movie. And uh, there was tears from my, I went with my oldest, tears from my oldest as soon mm -hmm. as Spider-Man showed back up. Because for since Infinity Wars, she's been upset about, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Oh, he's a ba he's the baby of the franchise. Yes, he is. Yes, he yeah. is. He is one of the Eric, recent. What do you think? I oh my gosh, um, I was so looking forward to this movie. I am, I have been a comic nerd since my freshman year of high school. Uh, so this this is going back a ways. I, I have been reading comic books and involved with these characters for thirty years, and or darn close to it, and. First of all, just going all the way back to Iron Man mm. 10 years ago now, mm -hmm. when the first time you saw him on the screen, that in and of itself was really cool. I was with every other nerd on the planet, totally spazzing out when Nick Fury showed up <laughs> and talked about the drop, name drop the Avengers Initiative. I would never have guessed <laughs> that 10 years later, we were going to be here. <laughs> There's no, I mean, I, I, I would have been at that time. I was, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get an Avengers movie. I, right there, I was like, I'm good. I, I once that happens, I could die a happy man. And then, and then at the then the end, the end credit scene for Avengers, well, the, the, the mid credit scene, you see Thanos. And I'm like, oh, I know what they're going to do. <laughs> And, and, and just to see the way that they pulled that off was it just blew it, it, it blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple of parts in it that definitely made me roll my eyes. I'm like, oh no, you went out of your way to do that, huh? Okay, um, but th those are relatively small quibbles, mm -hmm. and I thoroughly enjoyed at least. 90, 95, okay, 98% of, of the movie. How about 99.9% of it? What's that? How about 99.9% .9 of it? Like in the not, quite, not quite that much because there were a few things that definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Most of them having to do with Captain Marvel because I hate that character so much. Eh. <laughs> really do. Well, she's so arrogant. She's, <laughs> and, and, not like, and not like in that, not like in that playful way. Like I'm like I'm just having fun doing 
I, I'm super smart and I know, and yes, I know I'm smarter than everybody else. And I do <laughs> want you to know it, but I'm mostly just having fun with it way that Tony Stark is. Mm -hmm. He's just well, going, he's, he's just going through life thing. doing, I can do this cool thing. I'm going to do this cool thing over here. <laughs> Here's the thing, Eric. I didn't, yeah. I've, I've never liked Iron Man. I love, I can, I disliked him least. Mm -hmm. Um, with um, Robert Downey Jr. playing him, but I've never liked Iron Man for the exact same reason. And I completely understand if you don't like Marvel for the exact same reason. Yeah, well, with Marvel, yeah. I'm completely aware that it is pandering specifically to me and I am enjoying it. I'm just like, yeah. all right, well, all over. Yes, all right. I highly respect Iron but Man. I get it. He, he was never like in my favorites, but after this, I want to just salute him. And mm. I, if I see Robert yeah. Downey Jr. in real life, I will. Mm -hmm. But for me, yeah, I'm also in the pandering Captain Marvel thing, <laughs> especially like when you consider that part where like she comes in. Can we talk about that part in Act Three? Yes, let's talk about the fact they made her so OP that she had to disappear for ninety percent of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that they, I, I think I, that I, they missed the mark on that. They kind of went overboard because they're getting into Phase Four where they're bringing in the Eternals and. And so they had to actually make her so much more powerful to fit her in from from stuff that I was reading, um, and I and I I think it's I think it's just overdone. And, and one of the um, the interviews with Scarlett jo Johansson, they were mm -hmm. it was like one of these questionnaire things where the where the celebrities had to had to uh, you know read a question and see if they knew the answer, mm -hmm. an Avengers question, and it was like. What powers does Miss Marvel have, or Captain Marvel? Sorry, and uh, Scarlett Johansson's like, well, I think she has all of them, and just threw it. Super and there was woman. there was there was like a couple of the actors that made kind of digs like that, sideways digs at the fact that Captain Marvel has every power. There was really no need for anyone else to be there. But Eric's right; they needed her to leave so that other people, but. Yeah, so she's definitely have Superman, Superwoman. Well, see, I don't want to get yeah, and here that's the obvious comparison. And has problems. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a sharp distinction between, and, and after this we can follow up on this quickly. But I don't want to spend the whole time complaining about Captain Marvel. Yeah, um, <laughs> I could, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> uh, sharp distinction between Captain Marvel and Superman. All right. Yes, they are both incredibly overpowered, and you could make exactly the same claim about Superman. He has every superpower. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Superman, and honestly, the, the guys over at Screw Attack, they put it best. Mm -hmm. Superman is the story of a god trying to live as a man, trying to stay grounded, trying to be a normal person and not hold himself up over everybody else. He actually holds himself back constantly so that other people have room to act and be who they are. Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel, so far, from what I can see, is incredibly arrogant, genuinely thinks she's better than everybody else, only for this only because she's more powerful. Well and no. no and I <laughs> haven't seen her get it's here's the thing. And she needs to get slapped down at some point. Okay, she so I gotta I gotta slap you down there because she doesn't right. think she's better than everyone else because she needs a slap down. She thinks she's better than everyone else because before she was a hero, she was constantly getting slapped down, and that was the only way. Okay, she that's fair. Up. 
That's I, fair. I think what she, what they're setting it up for is they're setting it. They, they kind of, this was the end of an era for the original Avengers team. Yep. And they're setting up a new Avengers team with new personality flaws and new issues. And, you know, like I said, I didn't like uh, Tony Stark at the beginning of the mm-hmm. series, but I liked him right. at the end. They did yep. that arc well. And I think they're going to set up Marvel for that same I hope Pride so. to uh, humility art. I hope so because yeah. you can make us. You can make the same comparison as with Thor, but right away in the very first movie, he got he uh, right away in the first movie he was humbled. He mm-hmm. had to learn humility. That was the whole point. Yeah, of the but first he had a Thor. whole movie. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, so did so did Captain Marvel. Now, also Captain Marvel. Movie. I never watched. Had- it. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but it's, I, I it's watched fine. a review where they were talking about the fact that yeah. um, there was no hardship for Captain Marvel. She just got her not powers, within, really and through the, the movie, movie, there wasn't anything that was um, there wasn't any threat throughout the entire movie. Now, I didn't see the film, that, so that's, I would ish, that's ish. I think well, that's, I think that exaggerates. Thing, like, can but, I please? Like. I think right now she's just supposed to be held as this kind of ideal, which is why we kind of might see her as coming off as arrogant. But within their universe, they don't really know her. And she might come off in different ways to different people. But what I liked is like in Act 3, when Peter Parker was just crying for help, (laughs) you know, Captain Marvel comes in and she just, she's really good with, in her movie, she established that she's good with kids, and I could already see the hearts in Peter's eyes, and because he, he's like awestruck, and he's like, "Wow, this is like the this really powerful lady," and there and she's coming to my help, and there's all these other ladies, and even though she's op, she's letting, she's allowing, she doesn't like shoo off all the other women. She, all the ladies just come. I'm sorry, that that brings up one of my other few problems with the movie, the fact that they went out of their way to do that incredibly pandering scene. I didn't care (laughs) if it was pandering. I loved it. It was was a great looking shot. And I didn't mind those either. I mean, like, there's a line. There's definitely a line. But pandering happens because it kind of works. It worked for me because I wanted the women to all group, group up all together and you know, do their own, have their own faction in the battle against Thanos. I loved it. Okay. Okay. And I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know why. Because it's so, so to, to me, that stuff is so utterly self-conscious. See, be, let, let, let's, let's see, before, everybody plays, well, it was always all men before, but nobody thought it's about it. Important. It was just what was done. Yeah. Uh, and now it's now it's you're setting up this other thing that's so self-conscious and we're all supposed to react to it a certain way and that's why people don't like that sort of thing because you're getting your face rubbed in it now that scene before that at the beginning of that massive battle where all the heroes were coming up men women uh you know wizards robots (laughs) everybody that was a beautiful scene that was everyone applauding every yeah you know everybody shows up and it's like yeah, go! And it's everybody. And it's great. And don't get me wrong, the female Avengers assembling was a great shot. It, it Visually, it, it was a stunning shot. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. And mm-hmm. I could, I can understand uh, going a, a little bit of, yeah, go, go, go girls sort of thing. 
but getting beyond the that initial thing, it's like, oh brother, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is. I don't know. Not but, arguing with that. But um, honestly, those are about two. My only two. The, the, those were the the two my two most significant issues with the movie was I can't stand Captain Marvel and on the arrogance thing it's not just how she comes off every shot of her almost almost every shot she's always above everybody and looking down like so somehow she manages to like be floating above everybody and still like looking down and looking down her nose at everyone <laughs> with this like mm -hmm. uh, well it's so great that you guys are taking care of your planet but. I have thousands of other planets to take care of. So I don't have time for you little people. <laughs> like I, I never, said, I completely I never, understand why people don't like it and yeah. I don't care. That's perfectly fair. It, that, that's perfectly fair. You're like, you know what? I get it. I know you don't like it. I know why. I but I'm good with it. So that's fine. They do this like continuously for other movies. I, I can easily see myself changing gears. Right. Cause it, it, there is a tolerance level and people mm. are going to have different tolerance levels. Yeah. And there is a certain yeah. point where like, you know, I, I brought up, I brought up Tony. His stick was getting old for me in Iron Man three. Yeah. I was like, uh, can we <laughs> drop it a little bit? Let's move on. But, like. <laughs> I think Tony had the most character development overall. Like putting aside mm -hmm. Iron Man two and Iron Man three, you don't. We, it's not obvious, but he changes. He mm -hmm. like he just roll in Infinity War. He just rolls with the fact that he's on an entirely different planet with a kid who worships him mm -hmm. and people yeah. he doesn't really know, and there's all these different quirks, and he just rolls with it, whereas past Tony would just try to boss everyone around. I mm -hmm. know it. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the character changes. Of yeah, the yeah, let's go, let's go. Let's uh, go. Yeah, Steve. so Tony uh, is Steve, the obvious you... one with that yeah. like, huge freaking redemption arc at oh, the end. Massive. I kind of, like, I, I, I kind of had that feeling in my heart. Like, I, I, I knew since Infinity War that my the my only theory ever since the Infinity War trailer came out was that the original six Avengers would die. That was like my greatest fear. Yeah, I knew that was. And <laughs> well, like yeah, I, didn't I it kind of kind of came to an end in Endgame. I knew I had that sinking feeling that Tony would die in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, it was when he was talking to his dad, and his dad says, "I just hope my kid's not like me." You know, and he's like, would that be so bad? Yeah. And his dad says, well, I usually the greater good doesn't go above my personal oh, interest. Self-interest, something like that. Yeah. yeah and I was he like, really oh, did become his father. Stop saying it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> yeah, laughing. He, he kind of did become his father. Yeah. Like, would he know? Yeah. What'd you think, Steve, of uh, Tony's arc? Um, I liked it. I kind of figured that he wasn't just going to leave like the actor that it, it wasn't going to end well for Tony in right. some way, as soon as he was doing the, it was almost like he was having a flashback, you know, mm -hmm. where you see your whole life flash before you. And this was kind of his opportunity. Um, and uh, I did, I, I did like how he kind of 
you know, being uh, how long he was supposed to be 20 days or something in space without right. food or water or something like this. No, and, no, no, not, not that, not that long. he was in space for 20 something days. Right. They right. They had right. food and water, but it was running. Out. But it was, I mean, it was he was, out. he was in rough shape. I yeah. like the fact that he wasn't cool. Tony anymore. He yeah. was, he was upset, beaten down Tony. Then he mm -hmm. disappears and lives yeah. in a cabin. And uh, yeah. And then meeting his father and taking that, kind of this, attitude for a sacrifice this was, the, this was the most emotionally vulnerable we've ever seen him oh yeah wow. i agree his arc was great and you know you, you steve you brought up him you know being the cabin he's with pepper they have a daughter i was like what you know it's just like oh my gosh he has a kid and yep. it's like it's daughter i was like yeah oh, that was oh, a great stakes oh, choice see, from a writing perspective to yep. have a five-year-old daughter and it's been five years since Thanos. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I can't, yeah. I can't even. Yeah. How are they? What? Right. Now they yeah. felt like it's set up to me. I'm already for hoping that the, Iron Man. Oh my God. I cannot. Can you imagine like a, a second generation of Avengers of like young Avengers or something like that with Morgan and Cassie and Peter oh, and yeah, I could see and, some and Hawkeye's like kids. And mm -hmm. well, they set up Hawkeye's daughter. They did. Yeah, she was Hawkeye shooting. Uh, that was the first yeah. scene, I think. And I'm like, he even called oh, her Hawkeye. That's going to be Hawkeye 20 years from now, or whatever it is, 10 yeah. years or something. Yeah. No, um, once, and once Iron Man 10 years from now. Yeah, once they get old enough to actually, you know, get their super suits and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, like, my only nitpick is that I hate that they age Cassie up. I liked her actress in Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. I mean, oh. I really hate that they age. It's been five years. She was like 10, so she'd be 15. Well, yeah, but like, yeah. couldn't they have snapped her and then brought her back? I hate saying that, but like, you know, I liked her original actress in the, both right, the, the kid. movies. Yeah, yeah. The kid. And I, I didn't mind having to wait for her to grow up because she was, she already looked like, it, you know, once she got older, she could fill in her dad's mm -hmm. shoes. Right. Yeah. Now, where well, I thought at first they were going to go with Tony's daughter was, and we we already knew at that point that time travel was going to be how they were going to fix this thing, right? Mm -hmm. At first I was like, oh, see, Thanos kind of sacrificed his daughter to get the Soul Stone so he could kill everybody. Yeah. Tony's going to have to, think, like, oh, not, right. not quite so directly, but, but metaphorically sacrifice right. his daughter by going back in time to save everybody, I was—I thought that's what they were going to go. They were going to go with like this parallel thing, mm -hmm. this this parallel sacrifice. But <clears throat> in a way, I'm glad they didn't do that because it was like the most obvious way for them to go. Right. I, I'm kind of glad, and I've heard I've I've heard I've stayed I still stayed before this about 99% review free. Like I haven't listened to a whole review on the movie yet, but I've caught a few bits and pieces. And I have heard people complain about that, that that's kind of where they should have gone. I'm like, no, that's obvious. The complaint it's, it's, is mostly it's, it's about like, the fact like, that you know, you just know any other movie, that's exactly where they would go because mm -hmm. it's the obvious way to go. And so, yeah. I'm, and in a way, Tony did still wind up sacrificing his family, but he sacrificed his, ex his experience, experience being able to stay alive and live with his family when he affected when he effectively when he effectively killed himself by taking on the infinity gauntlet and or hit his own <laughs> infinity gauntlet which is mm -hmm. awesome 
as soon as he as soon as he grabbed on to Thanos, I was like, wait a minute, he built that gauntlet. He's got him. Right. He's got the stone. Yep, I, sure I wasn't sure what was going on. I I was just kind of caught up in the moment. But mostly people were complaining about. I think the reason people were complaining that it wasn't Tony, but because they are still sad that Black Widow had to be the one to make that sacrifice. Right. But the parallel is though, because in the beginning, when Hawkeye became Ronin, he said that he's basically finishing what Thanos started with all the criminals. He mm. became essentially the Punisher. A Thanos. Yeah. He said, they had Thanos, you have me. And so they had this familial relationship. They yeah. never were like a romantic thing, but they still were close enough that the Soul Stone saw Black Widow's sacrifice as a legit thing. And mm -hmm. I hate that she died, but yep. it kind of makes sense for her because she has spent most of her life killing people. Mm -hmm. And she said that, you know, she had so much red in her ledger. Ultimately, sacrificing herself was what could have balanced it out. What do you think I mean, of, uh, of Black Widow, Steve? Well, I think the big thing for her was her and Hawkeye were such good friends. Yeah. And her reason was, I'm alone. I don't have anyone. You have a family. Like You have to be with your family. And uh, it it kind of it made sense to me if that was me, if I was her uh, mm -hmm. and, and running for that cliff to dive off, um, it would make way more sense. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be awesome, but it would make more sense. And I thought that was, you know, from the earlier movie, she was that very serious assassin. Mm -hmm. And then when this all happened, like everyone changed where yeah. she was trying to keep everything together. She was trying to be that, um, you know, that home base point, it was really mm -hmm. affecting her, right? Like you saw her with more emotions than I've ever seen her yep. in the films. Yep. Uh, the only other emotion I saw her have was when she was afraid of the Hulk. Right. But other than that, she was well, just like, on don't forget point. the times where she was like joking with Steve and they had that camaraderie in the Captain America movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. She, I, like, yeah. I feel like I've, in ways, in a, in a way I feel disappointed, but I also understand. I feel like, Black Widow was the least developed of the characters. And yes. I wish we could have had a Black Widow movie, but having gone in and read some Black Widow comments, mm -hmm. I, I understand why. Like, it's a really convoluted um, story, and yeah. it would have required really... so much rework. And yeah. honestly, I didn't really like Black Widow in the comics until Scarlett Johansson played her. And the way she played her, I think created that character more than any other writer was really able to capture mm -hmm. or take it it's a shame but um you know i get it they never really did a that, comic accurate, they didn't do a comic accurate adaptation of her anyway mm -hmm. uh because you know in the comics she's actually got yeah, had a version of the super soldier serum she's been she's been around for a very very long time and oh so, so, that so that explains how she knows the winter soldier then okay um besides that i this is just my break the tension joke but i already know what happened with um hawk how what happened in budapest with hawkeye and scarlet johan with hawkeye and black widow, black widow. They, they were they were fighting vampires 
They were fighting Angelus and Darla because they, because Angelus and Darla were also in Budapest. Maybe. <laughs> what were you going to say, uh, Eric? Oh, just um, not, not a whole lot. Uh, I, but I would point out there's actually no reason we can't have a Black Widow solo movie. It just has to be obviously take place before. Well, they are making one. It's going to be a prequel, so. right? It's going to be a prequel in 2020. Now, obviously, they can only make so many of these. It, it, it'll be a one. It'll be a one-off deal. It's just a one-off. It's a prequel. It's one. Yeah. It'll be yeah. like here, okay. here, here. You guys Sweet. go. Here's your solo Black Widow movie that you've been clamoring for for the last mm -hmm. eight years. Awesome. <laughs> you know. And yeah. uh, and hopefully it's good. I I actually I really want to see that movie and actually give like you said Scarlett Johansson a chance to actually spread her wings a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. And also, let's, yeah. Let's see yeah. what they can. Are you sure that like really are, do with that character? I'm hoping it's still Scarlett Johansson, but like it will be. I yeah. guess it's just the end credits that kind of threw me off because I know like the end credits seem like that final send off to everybody that's been in this franchise. Like, uh, I know that there's going to be a... Well, I don't get to that, but can we talk about the Hulk next? Because yes. he showed that up, was confused. I was like, there is no way he's going to stay that way by the end of the movie. No, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, um, has, has, the, has the most Hulk-like uh, part of our panel here. <laughs> Do you know what, were, you, what were your thoughts of uh, on what they did with... Uh, with Banner Hulk, you know the the Hulk. I started to really, really love the Hulk mm -hmm. in Thor Ragnarok. I loved that version of Hulk. Mm -hmm. Um, and what they did is they kind of uh, turned him into Professor Hulk. I guess that's right. what it is. Yeah. Um, I think that the character needed to to progress from this animal hulk smash hulk yeah. smash and do more and they did that in thor ragnarok mm -hmm. i was shocked i was like wow this is exactly what i want to see and him and thor together were amazing and funny but i think it maybe it was too far i think it would be great if the hulk now that he's permanently the hulk and i'm fine with that i just thought this going between you know Bruce Banner and the Hulk was just too much. Just because in a comic, I know that he combined at some point or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it's on, he's it's too much of a professor. That he's, way. Yeah, they, they did that. Like I think the whole Professor Hulk thing was kind of a mini shout out to Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes because that's basically what they did in the animated series, which is like the best animated version of Avengers that I heard of so far. Agreed. It's very good. If they could get Hulk back, if they ever do another Hulk, to the Ragnarok one from the yeah. Thor movie, that would be great. But I, I didn't mind this one. I think I wish he was more savage and not so much Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah. It would have been better. Yeah. I think, was... if he had, I think if they just balanced the whole Professor Hulk thing and then he kind of gives in to the whole savage thing in battle, that would be a better balance. Yeah. And that was my biggest com complaint. Well, well, one, it was just... It was just weird. <laughs> like it just felt very, very weird the whole time. I'm like, you didn't like the Hulk dabbing. Nitpick. What's that? You didn't like when the Hulk was dabbing? No, no, no. That didn't that that didn't work for me. But it, at first, I was like, oh, cool. They did Professor Hulk. Neat. And it's like it's just weird, especially I, since you never actually see him 
you ne- he never actually we never see him actually do anything battle wise. Which yeah. I'm like, come on, we didn't see the Hulk all in, all Infinity War really, except for when he gets smacked down by Thanos at the beginning. Right. I really wanted to see Hulk come out and just lay the smack down, and I don't care if he looks more like Banner or if he's educating them on uh, on the intricacies of gamma radiation as he's doing it. Fine, but I really wanted to see the Hulk come out from under underneath that building and just be like, all right. Now I'm pissed. They could have done it just like that too. You won't like me when I'm angry. He should have done that line. Okay. So um, okay. Sorry. you want to think about uh, think about the Hulk in Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. That was very weird, right? The Hulk mm. he, he kept trying to get the Hulk to come out and he yeah. the Hulk refused to fight Thanos. Mm. And I don't think I ever really understood why. We were and all over the place with I wish they had closed that arc, and I don't think they did. No, they did not. Um, I agree. At the same time, as soon as Professor Hulk showed up, I liked it because it meant that the Hulk had something huge to lose. Because this is a state that Bruce has been trying to get. Like that's like the the angst of his whole arc is is keeping this demon at bay mm-hmm. and the fact that yeah. that was defeated i thought that that's what was he was going to have to risk by the timeline mm-hmm. um arc the right. time travel arc but then he didn't so now i guess they've proven themselves to be good enough writers like i'm not very worried but i don't really see where he goes from here yeah i don't think I kind of like that whole Professor Hulk thing because (laughs) as far as like character development goes, yes, a lot of it was off screen, but I like that he he was finally at the point where he felt that the public felt safe around him and he was adored by the public. Mm -hmm. And that was... Do you think that the Hulk will be a part of the new Avengers lineup or do you think he'll just be like a side? He'll just be a supporting role, honestly, because if they ever do that whole Avengers, the set, the next generation thing, mm-hmm. he'll definitely be more of the mentor, like alongside, you know, Falcon and Valkyrie and whoever else is left. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, his, I think his role became kind of less when in previous films it was always we have a hulk and he was like a whole army right and then obviously no, in the I, think, War. I think it's a matter of him getting lost in the shuffle of everyone else because i think for this is just me observing the whole mcu like hulk even within the focus of the character arcs in the whole mcu was centric on the main th- Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if DC has their Trinity, MCU has their Trinity. It's mm-hmm. Iron Man, Captain America, and uh, and Thor. Though that's their Trinity. Yeah, right. And those three are the ones that got the most character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hulk kind of got lost in the shuffle because the Hulk- and with the exception of Ragnarok, his role in the MCU has gotten smaller and smaller as time has gone on. And in a sense, I. I'm okay with it because I've never been a huge fan of the Hulk for the simple reason that there's not much you can do with him. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's a Jekyll and Hyde. yeah, it, eventually that gets old. It's like I get angry, yeah. I throw stuff around, and then apparently I burn it off and I turn back into normal little guy, and that's that. Yep. But 
Yeah, it's it's kind of hard, especially it, when all still, the actors want their face to be seen. Right. So right. you have Spider-Man landing down, get ready for a fight, but he's got to take his mask off to talk to you and then put it back on because the yeah. actor wants FaceTime, right? So it's kind of yeah. hard to sell when it's mostly CGI and yeah, the actor get, just wants that, to be shown. That kind yeah. of thing gets a little ridiculous. Like uh, uh, a brief tangent, when um, when War Machine and and Nebula, they're going after the after the Power Stone. Oh and he's like, God. okay, hey, it's called the Temple of the Power Zone. This is like where when spikes with skeletons and stuff pop out, and there's gonna be booby traps and everything. And he walks in without his helmet on. Because they I can't just, talk I just with wanted to grab and be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I, I mostly I was kind of distracted by the fact that you know it's Star Lord in his own head and he's dancing along to the music. And I remember how I felt when I first watched that scene. But to them, it's totally ridiculous because it's just a guy singing along to his Walkman, so they don't hear the music. Yeah, that's that's what, that is exactly what happens when you have a music video in your own head. I like God. So, but, the, but in a, in any case, um, what I wanted to wrap wrap up with the Hulk was just that at the end of the day, um, I do think they did they missed they they missed a huge opportunity. They should have had that scene where he comes out from from under the building and just you don't need much you you just need him one with, with one scene at least with him just tearing through stuff and, yeah. and, and there should have been there should have been that scene where it's like all right you've made me angry you won't like me angry and then he just goes in and just starts laying waste to he should he should have like just I mean, that element of his character had already gotten old to me, but that's why yeah. I like Thor Ragnarok because mm -hmm. it wasn't so much you made right. me angry. It was, it was like, it was hey, like, I'm a big guy and I'm having fun yeah. with my they're effectively going to, yeah. you know, if, if, if he's effectively done and is going to be a mentor, which I, I think you're right about that, um, they should have given him this last epic battle moment. Mm. One just to show that yes, he still does in fact really have the Hulk in him, as opposed to just looking like the Hulk. He still mm -hmm. got he still got that in in him, but it's under control. And I mean, for crying out loud, we got Giant Man punching one of those flying <laughs> doohickeys, which was uh, I love uh, that. Oh There's, Scott Lang! Just, oh Scott! Yeah! And I'm like, yeah, that was great. This is the oh, thing, Scott right? Lang. He was the he was the OP character, and now they've mm -hmm. got Marvel to be the OP character. And yeah. Wanda, don't forget Wanda. Characters all like, at once. Yeah. Holy crap! Do not forget Wanda though. But Scott Lang, oh bless your heart, Scott Lang, the only normal man, relatively speaking, within this whole sea of crazy. Poor true. baby. He's like a normal. He's not a genius. He has no powers in and of himself. He's just a guy who happened to steal a suit, <laughs> and that's about it. And that, and the he's never experienced any aliens or, you know, he's not even military trained like Falcon. Nope. Nope. Oh, poor baby. Oh my poor and, poor and baby. Really, the other closest to normal guy. You know, he's part of the that's all he's got. Yeah, but that's well, why everybody loves him. Do you think yeah. he'll be it, part of the main core? I, if they go for like uh, an Avengers version of Young Justice, I can see him kind of being like, like that home base. Okay, this is like 
he's going to, I can kind of see him being that sense of normal that everyone kind of is like, oh yeah, like in, in spite of all the aliens and whatever else we're fighting, we still have this place to go back to and he can keep them grounded. I see him as that person who kind of keeps them grounded. Oh yeah, yeah. I th I think that's true. Now, especially okay, since got, he has some experience with kids, anyway. Yeah. We've got uh, two more. Uh, this is this is the way we've been going. We've got two more original Avengers uh, <laughs> arcs to go. We're gonna save the best for last, though. So mm -hmm. Thor. No, Thor's that was best. my favorite. You know, I, I love Thor. that so much. Save the best for last, uh, and we've got two get more. Get me to a gym, Thor. Get your ass I, back. Okay. <laughs> This was my favorite part because when they were going to go see Thor, I'm, okay, so I'm there with my 14-year-old daughter. Okay, so yep. what is what is the trademark for every time you see Chris Hemsworth on screen? He's without no a shirt. Yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, even I'm blushing. Yeah. So, so there's uh, Thor. Oh, Thor, he's getting up out of the chair and then he turns around. I just burst out laughing. My daughter was like, what? Oh my gosh, look like he's four months along. And all I could do was think, I was like, the big Lebowski. That is awesome. And that's what they were doing, apparently. Yep. 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 I mean, he's wearing his clothes. And he they was... even called him that. Yes. Like, now, Hemsworth, I understand that, that Hemsworth is so good at comedy. You know, with Thor Ragnarok, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, all that kind of stuff. He's so funny. Oh my God. I, I think wait. that um, it must have been a relief for him to be able to wear the fat suit and just not because he can act. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, Chris, uh, when I say action, you need to take your shirt off and uh, really flex hard your stomach uh, before you start saving everyone. <sighs> okay, you know, I can act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. But I need you to take your shirt off. So now he's got the fat suit on. You got to see him do stuff. Yeah. And then he was emotional when he met his mom and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It was like, see, he could act. And the thing I'm most happy about is now I have an easy cosplay at a next <laughs> convention. <laughs> so I just need a wig. I just need a wig, a cardigan, I'm... pajama pants, and a Thor's hammer, and I'm good to go. And some glasses. I, I, I get it. He has the dad bod now. But like... I am sorry. I am. I'm going to sound like the most vapid, superficial. I'm sorry in advance because I'm usually not like this. Okay, and I'm sorry if I sound like I'm fat shaming. But it's like <laughs> I have a. I, <laughs> to be I, honest, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like it's. I get that why he let himself go, mm -hmm. but it's still not a healthy coping. Like. He's doing a lot better than I think a lot of people would if they were in his place. But you at some point, heroes? At, at some point, he needs to get himself to an Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, lay I off the beer for a weird. while, get these to a gym, eat a salad like his mom said, because he has to get back up at some point. And I think he's going to do that with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He needs to get his groove back. It didn't yeah. make sense to me because isn't he supposed to be a god who's fifteen hundred years old? I thought at some point when he got when he got it together and he got the hammer and 
and he, when he started blasting electricity to be some magic where now he's handsome Thor again. So these immortals. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, so, I'm quoting like this, a flash meme. Yeah. This was my favorite arc of the series of the, uh, the, yes. the, the movie. Um, Thor was kind of boring to me. Um, mm. When I, when I first saw his movies, like I really liked, um, you know, liked the world, uh, mm. but you know, he, they'd usually end up on Earth, and I was like, eh, I didn't care after that. Um, Ragnarok was amazing, yeah, and really. yeah, I just, I also, yeah, I like that he's not the beefcake right now, but he doesn't fully realize that he's not the beefcake, because um, that interaction between him and Star-Lord at the very end, like, <laughs> I love that. Like, I love the fact that when they first met, he's the beefcake, and all the, like, Gamora was checking him out, and Peter was super intimidated, um, and now, like, it was funny. Peter, Peter could totally take him, but yep. neither of them had re have realized it yet. And mm. I just, I'm I so want, looking forward to that moment when they both I, do, and it's going to be fantastic. I, and I don't know that Thor's going to stay with the Guardians team or not. Like, that friction mm. might be too much, and, and they may split, but it's going to be awesome to watch. I, I almost I'm with Mantis here. I want to see them fight. I want to like I, knives. I think yes, I think yes. Thor would absolutely destroy Peter Quill. Oh yeah. I love the I character. But... I just want, I, no, I I'm not necessarily in fighting power, but like Peter's got it together together more than Thor now. Yeah, for he sure. He does. And, and they both lost the maturity like, level. Yeah, Doofus persona aside, Peter's actually really smart. Yeah. Yep. If, and he, yeah. I think he. I, I think he. Oh yeah, that's the other thing they need to address in Guardian Three. Peter also needs to get his groove back and redeem himself from you know, mm. like everyone in a lot of people have been giving Peter way too much flack for basically causing the end of the universe, but. I don't blame, like I said before, I don't blame him for being emotionally caught up. Yeah. He's not, you know, I don't know how anyone else could hold themselves together at that point. Okay, you know? so we go to Peter. Um, Eric, did you have anything to, you wanted to say about uh, just Thor? Thor, I, I think Thor is the crux of one of the criticisms I've seen of the movie where they just, where, there's people out there saying they did the original Avengers wrong, essentially. And I think Thor is the basis is the biggest basis of that, and I disagree because as you you've all basically hinted at, it's like Thor's been through a lot, but let's not forget he's been through more than just failing to stop Thanos. Right before Thanos, he got mm -hmm. his butt kicked by Thanos, and right before that, he had his he lost his entire planet. Yeah. It 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 went kablooey. That's why the movie's flipping called Ragnarok. It was the end of his world, people. Yeah. And then he was king for like five minutes before Thanos shows up, obliterates the what's left of the Asgardians, and kicks his butt, Loki. kills his brother that he's finally reconciled with before his eyes, kills one of his best friends, Heimdall, right before his eyes because Idris Elba was costing too much money. And <laughs> another beefcake. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and yeah, uh and, and then he he almost one shot Thanos. Almost. almost. And, and then they 
Then they track him down, and yeah, he cuts off his head, but he knows there's no redemption. There's no way that he can. There's Excellent. there's no more. There, there's just the fight's gone out of them. I fought as hard as I could. I did everything I can, and I have lost everything. My parents are dead. My brother's dead. My world is dead. My people are gone. Yeah, he's been through a freaking lot. And let's not forget, yeah, we started off thinking Thor, God of Thunder, but they've well established that they're just a very powerful alien race. So mm -hmm. they, they're they not they're not up here in terms of how they deal with things necessarily. They're just... Oh, my poor baby. They're, they're okay. poor baby. And, and uh, the way they dealt with him, especially... Um, yes, having him go Lebowski Thor. Now, if they had done mm -hmm. that right after Thor 2, I would not have bought it. I wouldn't have gone there. I would have gone with him, yeah. you know, losing it, but it would have been like him being a hermit in a cave or something like that, as opposed to a drunken hermit playing Xbox with Corgan, whatever that other thing is. Uh, you know, but they did Ragnarok right before Infinity War. So, mm -hmm. and the way that they did his character and everything in that. And they introduced a little bit of the more of the camp and the humor with characters like Korg. Then it fits. Mm -hmm. I just think that speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy three, I don't is frozen. I don't think Thor is going to be in. Maybe he maybe yes, I guarantee it. If he, he is, is, and I think it's because they saw the opportunity from mm -hmm. the previous film with the interaction in yeah. in those couple of scenes. Yeah. Um that there's an opportunity for a really good film. It works so well with Hulk and Thor. It's going to mm -hmm. work a million times better with uh, Peter Quill and Thor. So, yeah. yeah. I guess we'll just have to see what happens um, because, um, like I said, I we what the only thing we know for sure about Guardians 3 is that it's going to be like the search for Gamora and maybe along the way, hopefully, both Peter Quill and Thor will get their groove back. Yeah, what I don't want Thor to get What's that? Were you guys talking about Peter while I dropped? Uh, no, mo mostly, mostly just wrapping wrapping up about uh, Thor and everything. I yeah. hope Thor stays the way he is. <laughs> just well, I do want him to get his groove back. And but what, yeah. here's the question: Be before we go on, before we go on to Captain America, what happened to Kamara? So what Gamora was that the Gamora we knew died. Well, I know the that. Gamora from the past, before she had any of her character changes, jumped ship in time and is now right. in yeah. the no, no, It doesn't make sense. You're right. No, no, no. no. Um, I've understood all that. But but I think that he's got the searching for Gamora thing up on the ship. Like, where did she go after the battle? Well, she went with her sister because she doesn't know any of these people. Yeah. She's ah, probably what happened. saw her in the very first scene of of uh, guardians of the galaxy mm -hmm. and yep. that is her what happens to her is probably mm -hmm. the saddest thing for me in the movie mm -hmm. yeah. that like falling in love with someone and then dying in front and then not being able to save them and then they get back but they don't love you back in fact they kind of think you're an idiot and you've done yeah. all this maturing and growing yeah and sh she's not there at all like that sucks but yeah I'm also really looking forward to that because now people have been complaining about not seeing the mature side of Peter. This is the step up moment. This is where yeah. he goes after his lady and he shows us how mature he is. Um, yep. Just as yeah. long as Thor and Peter don't fight over Gamora. Okay. No, thank I mean, you. 
I mean, have you, don't worry. Thor's got his own issues, his own weight to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's going to be doing crunches and eating salad. Yeah. <laughs> unless there's mud wrestling involved, I'm not, do, I'm not going to go for it. Or I knives. Like, unless they're fighting with knives or mud wrestling. I think they're act they might actually be building up bringing Jane back. Right, because he was pining over her quite a bit, and he it's been was. a while since he's. I thought that was I saw, really I saw Natalie Portman, but I don't know if they're really gonna bring her back because, like, I mean, she had that one guest spot, but I think that was it. I yeah, I haven't heard anything. Um, yeah. I kind of. I haven't heard anything, but I haven't been looking. I've been intentionally like avoiding in general. Uh, okay. you know, it seemed to me that they axed that whole story arc in uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. It just seems like yeah, they've axed it. it. They're going to move like, on. I, I would agree that it, it does seem like they did. But uh, Alyssa did bring up a good point that Thor seems to be seems to be pining over much for a character arc that is supposed to be gone. So uh, well, you know, yeah. we'll see. He, he lost everyone. Here, maybe he lost everyone, and yeah. the only person alive, the only people alive that really cared about him that mm -hmm. are still alive yeah is jane That's good so point. i mean it makes sense it, it's a very good point but maybe it'll be yeah. like he goes back to her for a little bit and realizes okay that's why it wasn't working i don't know yeah well, well i don't know we'll see i'm i'm genuinely curious i hadn't really considered mm -hmm. that they might bring her back but maybe they will i mean let's because let's face it um you know, Natalie Portman isn't doing a ton with her career right now. So, you know, we'll see. And she hasn't fallen mm. off the radar by any means. There's an she, annihilation. She's pretty sweet in that. Right. Yeah. I mean, she, like I said, she's not, she hasn't fallen off the radar, but she's not like, I don't think there's a ton of people wondering what movie she's going to be in next. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not a matter of like what you said about Idris Elba. They can still uh -huh. afford her, right? I think so. I think there was okay. a time when maybe they when maybe they were worried about that, but I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think that's the case now. Okay. Um. So can so on to oh captain my captain. Freaking, <laughs> yes, yeah. Captain freaking America. Oh my <sighs> gosh! Yeah, I I was a little, I wasn't super thrilled with Cap at the beginning, but you know like. He seemed to have been like, yeah, you know what? This is the world as it is now, and like he's not completely there, but he's really trying really hard to get there. Yeah, he's he a good shot. Yeah, and to he's, be fair, to be fair to him and 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 the writers of that arc, you can't kind of justify because he's kind of a guy who's used to moving on. Mm. You know, he's basically he's following Sam Wilson's example. He's basically following Sam Wilson's example of trying to move on after, because like that whole support group thing, that was what mm -hmm. Sam did. And that yep. was his way of honoring Sam's memory. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah, you're right that he's used to moving on yep. and he's trying to be, you know, Mr. Optimism and be strong mm -hmm. for everyone else because yep. he literally is cut. Like aside from Tony, he's the emotional center yep. of, the whole Avengers team. Yep, absolutely, and and you know he he had he had lost he had lost Peggy, so he had you know moved on from her. So he's like, well, here's another loss. I need to figure out how to move on from it. 
but you know, and again to defend him, as soon as as soon as there was potentially a way to 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 fix things, a way to find Thanos and go get him, he was on board. Mm -hmm. he, he was like, God "All right, him. let's go." Um, you know, God as far as right away, and... yeah. And then, yeah. and then you know, five five years later, after the initial, uh, we're gonna go kick Thanos's butt thing didn't didn't ultimately work you know f five years later he's again you know he's trying to move on and, and everything but again as soon as somebody shows up with a potential way he's all about it as soon as scott lang's at that you know as soon as scott lang is at that front door he's ready to scoot <laughs> back up and go to work oh god bless I like you that um his ending was kind of an emotional contrast to Iron Man's ending. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that he finally got what he deserved. What he had wanted all those yeah. years. And he, what he's been consistently throughout multiple movies mm -hmm. trying to achieve. Yep. And, um, and it was just really good. And I'm very happy. He uh, deserves that happy ending. But, I don't care if like, that it's kind of confusing when you think about once you give a thought and you take into account how, what the ancient one said about alternative timelines mm. he probably had like one last pim particle just to jump back into the original to give falcon his shield and to say goodbye and he he, he, he didn't he didn't jump he just no, aged. He didn't. Well, then how do you explain how he? Then how do you explain how he appeared on the bench all of a sudden? Because he knew what day and what time they would be there. Yeah. So on that day and time, he just drove himself to the park and walked. And no one saw him. No one was paying I any mean, attention. He's still a trained soldier. Yeah, and he's, he been, he's still Captain Freaking America. <laughs> okay, well, whatever the case may be, I'm happy that he got his happy ending. Yeah. I you don't have to be young oh. to sneak. It doesn't require speed. My uh, question is, he went back and changed, you know, where he hooked up with uh, Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. So what happened to the man she ended up dating that produced it the matter. No, granddaughter? No, no, no. See, they explained, no, it was his, it they was her explained niece. all that at the beginning when they said, oh, time travel doesn't work the way you think it does. Um, something, something, something. Yes, yes comes the future. I know. It, it was very confusing. Sure. It was very wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. And, Thank you. And I was like, you know what? They just said all of that so they could say, you know what? We're just going to do whatever we want. And that was to say, there will be no consequences to anything we do with time. But you know what? I don't <laughs> think I. <laughs> that, that is, they were just like, you know what? Words, 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 words. We don't care. <laughs> There's very few time travel uh, stories that I've seen or read that. that can not have plot holes. So I was fine with that. You yeah. know, the only, yeah, uh, it, the closest to a perfect time travel movie is actually, is in fact, back to the future. No, it's looper. <laughs> I think I you think might be right. Actually, you perfect. might be looper. right about that. Looper, uh, I, I still think Dr. Who, but incredible. you know, I'm no, 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 no. I think, I think not, looper Doctor is. Who is not perfect time travel. Doctor Who is, <laughs> Wibbly wibbly, timey wimey, we do whatever we want. There are no rules. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still fun. Like, oh, yeah, it's fun. Okay. Don't get me wrong. It, it, I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm just saying it's very I clear. Like it there as are much. no it, it, rules. Yeah. 
we will do what we want. Period. I, I know. It's and the I same with lunches of tomorrow. I can't help it. I just. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I like, just go for the ride. I wouldn't like uh, Doctor Who as much um, as I do if it did try to make sense all the time. Like it would lose. Yeah, it, um, sometimes it's just fun when you just let go and you just go along for the ride. That's why I love Legends of Tomorrow so much. Yeah, you know the the one thing, uh, real quick on the on this tangent is the one thing that prevents Back to the Future from being a perfect time travel movie is actually the scene when Marvin Barry calls up his cousin Chuck and says, "Here's your here's your new sound you've been looking for." Oh. That's the one thing that breaks it. Otherwise, it is absolutely perfect. But, <laughs> but otherwise, it, it was just a fun moment. I think it was just a was fun a moment because you but know, it, but it, it it breaks it just a touch. Mm -hmm. It's eh. in this stupid chicken of the egg time loop thing, which I just hate. But okay, anyway, so back, back to who's back. the new lineup? Who's the new lineup for the Captain America? We cannot. Talk about this movie without talking about the greatest scene, one of the greatest yes. scenes that has ever graced film when oh Captain America gets Mjolnir. Yes! Everyone, oh my god, everyone applauded. My brother just kind of burst out into like, yes, and I'm I didn't even hear Thor saying anything because everyone was hearing, and I'm like, and I I'm knew like, it. That's my I, knew captain. It. I was like, that's my sense. captain. Of course, I turned to my daughter and I said, Of course he's worthy. It's about time this happened because yeah, like, it was oh, in, right. um, <laughs> I forget which film, Age Ultron. of Ultron, where mm -hmm. it kind of made that movement. And uh -huh. I think Thor never really said anything. He just kept looking and haha, that yeah, nervous. Kind of no, like, was, so I no, think was it nervous. wasn't a shock to him. Yeah, I, but I don't think it was a shock to him. Yeah, when it was well, all yeah, happening. I get the, you know, you I get the tiny one. I keep the one. Yes, that's no, right. I'm, I'm just happy that Thor is just embracing the fact that Captain gets Mjolnir. He's just like, yes, because, you know, in Age of Ultron, he was worried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think like, it's Whoa. just because, like, you know, so much of his self-worth was tied to his hammer. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so like Captain had his joke. shield and the hammer. I mean, he was... Oh gosh! He gets that he thing and he's just like, "Yeah, let's go!" And just start for, for about a minute. He's laying the smackdown on Thanos all by himself. I'm like, the whole time I was like, "Yes!" I, I actually thought I, I actually thought for this moment. <laughs> it's my captain. This is why I was born to see this. I did not <laughs> expect it. I really didn't expect them to commit. Uh, that. Just, that should I, have been I, my I, foreshadowing moment of saying, "Okay, they're going to retire him now." Yep. That I actually thought he was that going scene, to. That scene was worth the price of admission to every <laughs> single Marvel movie that has been made over the last ten years. <laughs> if, if all they did, if all they did, was put that scene up on the screen, out of worth it. <laughs> worth it. I'm out. My job. Fine. <laughs> and just, but all I can say is that's why Captain America is my number one. Oh my god. Oh captain my captain. I just want to recite that whole Walt Whitman poem right now, like just for him. <laughs> I actually that thought was... that in the scene, I actually thought that Captain America was gonna be killed. Um in so the too. one scene where he's taken the beating from Thanos mm -hmm. and when he finally picks himself up and they had that wide I was so angle scared of that too, but the... where oh. Captain America's way over here and Thanos is over this. here, and it felt like those samurai movies, right? Yeah. Big wide angle, they come in, someone's gonna die. And I thought, oh, 
because I knew that that was it for Chris Evans and stuff. Right. So I thought, I know. oh, wow. Okay. So this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, getting I ready was to. Gonna die. Yeah. I, but no. I but, yeah. but then the cavalry came in. Falcon sit on your left and all the portals open. And it was just like the battle between Beautiful, heaven and earth. I think that if they it. didn't come, that would have been it for him. I think that was it. That was the last stand. It would have been. But you know, they, can I just say, though, any, as an American, <laughs> as an American, apologies <laughs> to Steve, seeing that, that wide angle shot, Captain freaking America standing up alone by himself, beaten, was broken against all the forces of darkness gathered against him. I'm like, yeah, go team. That moment, I was like, frick yeah, let's go. Team America, let's suit up. See, that was, a, that was a America moment right there. Oh, Same yeah. Michael and my, some of my international friends were having that, okay, like, so obvious, super you know cheesy. What? Yeah. I'm that totally okay awesome. with that pandering. Totally okay but with it. Captain that America is my That's why you use it. Why they use it. And to be fair, it also completely 100% fits the character. Oh yeah, it is. It, 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 is, it is. It is. It, it's only pandering insofar as yes, this is. You can obviously see this as symbolism, but it's not pandering because it 100 percent fits who that character is. He could yeah, do exactly. this all day, which is why it didn't bother a lot of the international people I've talked to about it. Yeah, about it. But you know, like this is honestly the way that I would like America to be introduced to foreign cultures. Like I think a lot of cultures. Mm-hmm. That kind of yeah, us, you know, reaction they had that w- their first reaction when most people when I've like brought them to the U.S. they it comes off a little fascist to them. Um, when really we mean it in like a super cheesy, almost like very very self aware kind of way. The way that people root for their favorite football team, but know that it's just football <laughs> at the same time. Um, and I, I don't know. That's that kind of attitude and like willingness to like have that self humor, but also like well, get behind. I'll tell you, as you a know, Canadian, and be proud as, of it. As a foreigner, someone who's not from your country, as a Canadian, um, seeing you know that American pride, or when I go to the U.S. and all the homes, or a lot of homes and a lot of areas have American flags out front, and mm-hmm. you have that. That 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 pride, I absolutely respect that, and maybe that's because I'm half American. But to me, I see nothing wrong with that because most countries are like they celebrate their country once a year. No one really has flags like this. Is like there's not homes with Canadian flags hanging out of yeah. it. There's not I, giant respect not? for the military. No one could care less here about the. Most people are like, oh, the military is just you guys doing stuff. There's not there's there's not huge pride as much as other yeah. countries. Yeah, and, like and that's something that I I would like to see in other countries. Like it would not annoy me to like travel to uh, Britain or Ireland or France or the mm-hmm. Congo and have flags going and people really excited about. Oh, have you tried our version of this cuisine? And like really excited. <laughs> well, about um, it. Can I just say something? Like, but this is going to be on yeah, a tangent because this yeah. like. This is going to be a tangent because this isn't relating to anything patriotic. I'm going full on Catholic mode here mm-hmm. because I saw this as the last act of um, Avengers Endgame is a mix of Lord of the Rings and the Battle from Revelations. 
Yeah. Because literally the battle of heaven and hell, good and evil, and Captain America is just like St. Michael at kind of like, you know, leading the charge. And when the Calvary comes in, it just, that whole battle scene just felt like Lord of the Rings and Revelations thrown into that is, one. Oh, that is yeah. true. A lot, of, a lot of the Bible is a lot more interesting when you kind of put the perspective of like Sparta over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, if yeah, if you could definitely, you, you, you yeah, that's full on belly shadow of the death there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was yeah, like, I, I just loved it. That was like my return of the king moment mm -hmm. when instead of like all the ghosts battling and, um, and Eowyn killing, slaying the witch king. I didn't. I was too young for that. This was my Lord of the Rings moment of, you know, seeing this epic battle. Like the closest thing I had to this was Narnia. Okay, before this, the closest thing I had right. to an epic battle was Narnia. Mm -hmm. I love Narnia. Bless your heart. But, you know, that was a long time ago, and <laughs> all this intent. It just felt like, you know. I didn't even think about patriotism. I just thought of revelations because of this um, story I wrote um, of fanfic where I imagined that battle of revelation, the battle between the angels and the devils as the infinity war as with Loki being Satan, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. It's, and yeah, when it, goes into yeah it looks like captain america is gonna have to face down all of these guys all by himself which of course you know isn't gonna work out well uh yeah. you know but then yeah the, the cavalry comes in and that is just oh my gosh that is just such a great shot everybody coming in just, oh, <laughs> it's like, thank you i was on! just like i was like i i everyone was applauding and i love black panther i loved mm -hmm. that valkyrie had her flying horse and the and my baby, everyone was applauding when Spider Man came out. I'm like, oh, my baby, babe, he's not gonna be a baby much longer, honey. Shut up, he still has a baby face. You watch Orange High School Host Club, you know, he's a boy, Lolita. Uh, yeah. I think in give him two years and he'll be a contender for Thor. <laughs> He's actually pretty legit. If I've I've seen some uh, different videos on talking about his life, he's um, it's pretty like yeah. he's ath athletic. He's taken mm -hmm. mixed yep. martial yep. arts now. Yep. he is the real deal. Like the acrobatics, the he's yep. he's pretty, and he was like such a young kid, and he's already mm -hmm. so established. Mm -hmm. So all he's basically honey senpai. Yeah. So he's basically Honey Senpai from Orin High School Host Club. He, I, I don't know what that means, but okay. No, <laughs> long story short, baby face boy who can kick different ass. Personality, too different of a personality. Um, well, sorry, I just can't help it's, it. I it's just, the reverse harem uh, anime. It's very light and um, PG hmm. for reverse harem. But So yeah. can I guys just can, can uh, sorry, can I confess something about my thought on the ending for Captain America? Please do. Yeah, yeah. sure. You know, the old Go man ahead. on the bench giving his shield over. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Oh, what am I I'm trying to look for the words? It I thought it was dumb. <laughs> Sorry. I really, really 
for me, out of the whole movie, even the whole girl power lineup thing that they, they did, I, mm -hmm. I basically just didn't even know what to think. I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit over it. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand what they're doing. They're trying to make this really happy ending where he gets Peggy and all this kind of stuff. And I just thought, he's Captain America, man. He's going to be forever. That's what I just kind of thought. And it was just like, oh, he's this old man on a bench now handing his his dirty shield over to someone else. Yeah. I, I do think <laughs> I, I, I don't quite like that he was quite so old necessarily because super soldier serum, but you know, I'm a nerd. That's a, that's a Hold on. I just forgot two things. One, mm -hmm. the handing over the shield to Falcon is comics. It compliant. is. And two about the, I completely forgot about the hail Hydra scene. That was oh, yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah, I, that was hilarious. Thank you, so thank much. you, Russo brothers. Thank yeah. you, Russo brothers, for for justifying the only scenario where Captain America could say that and get away with it. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then move uh, on I to more topics, like yeah, I, I, caught yeah. the, I caught that reference too. Um, now the, uh, the the handing over the shield, uh, uh, Monique, you're of course correct. That is uh, comics accurate. Falcon it's does briefly become Captain America. Um, but so does Bucky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, come on. They're going to get their own spin off. They, and haven't, fight well, they and haven't built up Bucky's character. They've had opportunities. They haven't built up, they haven't built up Falcons either. That's they, the I thing. I feel like they built him he, up more. He, yeah, he kind of had as much there. character He's just he, there. Uh, he's, yeah. he's there. He's around. He's the he does, counselor uh, for uh, soldiers trying to. In one movie. But he did have a lot of character <laughs> development in that one movie, though. Like and Bucky, so did, I get. And if we're gonna do, but if we're gonna do that, if we're gonna do character development in one movie, so did Bucky in, in Captain America, and we all, mm -hmm. he also has quite a bit of character development in Civil War and mm -hmm. Winter Soldier. He's and in regard regardless of that. Now in the comics, Cap and Sam are good, are in fact good friends. They've spent a lot of time together. Right. They're 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 buddies. In this, mm -hmm. you're kind of meant to read that in because we haven't really seen that on screen. We haven't really seen them hang out and be friends a whole lot, except for a little bit in one movie. Mm -hmm. and, of, and, of course, we do know that that he does go with Capside during Civil War. So, okay, fair. But Bucky is his friend from childhood. He's the one who... He, he's the one who he... You know, went out on double dates with. He's the one. You know, Bucky's the guy who rescued him in the back alley when he got into a fight that he couldn't handle, which was everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's so many reasons why Bucky's connection to Cap is. I mean, for crying out loud, Cap became an international fugitive because he was rescuing Bucky so, from Eric, Iron Man and everybody else. It, it has, strictly as a character arc, it should have been Bucky. You make a really good argument. Would you feel differently if Sam is Captain America, but but uh, Bucky becomes like the new Black Widow or the new Hawkeye? Like just because he's not Captain America doesn't no, mean he's gonna, he's going to keep part being... of the next uh, no, generation. No, no, no. He, of he's, he's going to. Now it's it's not about him becoming Captain America. Mm -hmm. he, it's not it's not even about that necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. more about he should have been the one to go say hi. To, to go see Cap sitting on the bench. Uh, That's more what it's uh, about. Yeah. Well, I, I think Bucky knew 
I think Bucky knew. I think, had I think the they writers knew that they had to make Falcon Captain America. <laughs> for well, yeah. honestly, it's for it's for political correctness, street cred. That's why Falcon is Captain America and not Bucky. That's the real you reason. <laughs> well, yeah. you, you, you two things. Mm. One, black in Black Panther, they said in either the end of Black Panther or Infinity War, they said that Bucky is tired of war. Yeah. Two, correct. two um two we already know that um wrote that falcon and bucky are going to get their own spin-off anyway yep. so yep. we're going to just see where things go from there yep because yep, that's true that's happening on disney plus but that see that, none of that matters to me in the slightest because it should have been bucky that went to see him on the bench yeah I guess Stric that. strictly as strictly as a character thing his connection to Cap is stronger. He Sam should have been the one nodding to him to go. Now, I, okay. like I said, I understand why. I understand why they wanted Falcon to be Captain America. And again, this comic's accurate. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and so, other than having this odd, convoluted three-way conversation, which would have just been awkward. Yeah. And they again, you know, where you know they had this three-way heartfelt conversation and. Cap's like, hey, Bucky, good to see you, buddy, but I'm giving this to him. I grant that that would not have worked. Well, what if? Saying, but they probably could have done it some other way. What if Bucky had gone to talk, see him? They talk. Mm -hmm. yep. And maybe Bucky brings up, so what are you going to do with that shield? Mm -hmm. And maybe they decide together to give it to Sam. Like maybe that would have been. That would have been good. Yeah, that would make cathartic. That would make sense. Yeah. And I would have been much more okay. I would have been a thousand percent more okay with that. Because I, I expected again for the for the PC reasons that it was going to be Falcon yeah. and not Bucky. And I didn't feel a great need anyway for Bucky to actually be Captain America. Because mm -hmm. I like I like him as the winter soldier. It's I like I said, it, it wasn't about like I said, it's not about who becomes Captain America, who gets the shield. It's about who goes up to see Cap on that bench. Okay. Can I bring up a nitpick for me? And go around to the nitpicks criticism. Yeah. Um, okay. So when they when Tony turned down their offer to help them come up with the time travel mm -hmm. machine the first time, and they were like, "We're gonna go to the next person who's just as smart as Tony." I was like, "Okay, we're gonna have Shuri in Wakanda." Yes. And that's a good point. Honestly. That is that is a that is a regret that I have about the series is I wanted to see Tony and I wanted to see Shuri in the same room competing mm -hmm. and butting heads for just like five minutes and then I'd be good. But, uh, that's I actually that's a very yeah. I hadn't thought of that at all, actually. And you're yeah. Shuri did she survive she's just I'm sorry. No, she, she was snap. snapped. No, she was she was, she was snapped, I thought. She was, she was snapped. Okay, all right. She, well that's she fine. was snapped. Okay. Um, and it sucks because Okoye was the only one left. Otherwise, it would have been like okay. Shuri talking with the other ones. That makes you know. sense. Okay, yeah. Sorry, here's an intelligent question. Who was smarter? Because in the one scene where, 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 where Hulk, Tony, and the raccoon well, are doing stuff together, who was smarter? Is the raccoon well, think, smarter than Tony Stark? I think no. the raccoon's practical. He's more practical. In, in, in that practical intelligence. And I think that Tony's the engineer and Bruce is the chemist. 
I th yeah, I think different I, I think Rocket's really good at making stuff that blows up. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know that he get. I don't know. I don't know how much it works beyond that. Tony yeah. is pretty much good at everything. That was one of my favorite parts is when mm -hmm. they're looking at that. You know, when the raccoon scares them, mm -hmm. when they're hoping it doesn't blow up, and he goes boo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was, that was, that was really hilarious. Funny. I love that. He's oh, such Rocket. a jerk. He's I, know. I just love I just love that Tony's at the point that he doesn't even he's not even phased by a talking raccoon anymore. Yeah, I know. I, love I, I, I loved I loved Black Widow's remark at the beginning. I was like, I get emails from a talking raccoon. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> nothing nothing surprises me anymore. Oh Rocket. <laughs> I, that was my other one nitpick. Like I wanted like a mini guardians reunion i understand that they're like in the heat of battle but like right i just wanted like one little moment yeah. with just the guardians mm -hmm. i i'm really looking forward to the next guardians movie i think yeah. that's what i'm most looking forward to i next. think that is going to be that's going to be so interesting what they do with that now especially with thor almost certainly in the mix and gamora being a different character than the last time we really saw her it's gonna be really interesting and you know what um let's go ahead uh we're running way over our normal time but hey we're having fun and yeah. it's uh what pray tell do you guys think is gonna go on with with phase four what is what is phase what, what so, is phase four even i think I mean, the new lineup is gonna be captain marvel uh thor um Sam, new new Captain America, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe Hulk and Hawkeye, or maybe maybe Bucky and and uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, what about uh, what about Wanda? Sorry, oh, Wanda? Wanda. Maybe Wanda. I don't know. I are they don't giving know. her her own? Who who are they giving individual movies to in the future? I bet that will really tell us. Black Panther, Spider Man, yeah, um, yeah. Doctor Strange. We know that there's a Guardians three, so I I don't want to speculate on who the new Avengers team is yet. I honestly think that Phase Four, like someone on the internet saying that now that um, Disney has Fantastic Four, maybe for once in me in our lifetime will finally get a good Fantastic Four movie. Could happen. I mean, <laughs> Miracle, I, mean I just like, I just saw last night, you, you know, almost exactly 24 hours ago, Captain America whooping up on Thanos with his shield and freaking Mjolnir. Anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's my, my money on it. That's my shot in the dark hope that maybe we'll actually get a good Fantastic Four movie. Because I only heard things, mostly I'm just looking forward to how Spider-Man progresses as a character. And I'm really sorry that yeah. I keep calling him my baby. But well, He's great. I mean, I, I, I like the Spider-Man. I'm a fan of the Spider-Man. Uh, and Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. He is. He, he really is, is legitimately. Um, he's a good young Spider-Man, but I fan. want to see how he is when he gets older. Because... I'll go to the three casts and reboot him again. Oh shush! <laughs> That'd be yeah. like seventeen times. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, now, um, 
it, anyway, yeah, as far as the lineup, it's hard to say because they're going in one, they're dropping a lot of signals that they're going to that that they're going to get highly into uh political politically correct social justice stuff with uh Mar Marvel going forward, which I find concerning. Uh, both from a th story theme standpoint and just that they're going to be sacrificing story for that well, as long as they stop for as long as they don't go the direction of Supergirl and ripping from the headlines. Honestly, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I think it, I think we're going to see a lot of Supergirl Supergirl type shenanigans in the MCU going forward. But I, um, I also, but aside from that, you know, we've got Captain Marvel, so we've got definite cosmic stuff going on. Because I don't <laughs> think she's going to be an Avenger. She's too OP. They got to keep her away from Earth. Basically, she will. She will. She will be a cosmic. She will be a cosmic character. Yeah. Um. She might come back for things having to do with things like the Eternals, or whatnot. You know, some other massive mega threat that only she can. She she can give them the edge over something like that. Right. But for the most part, she's going to stay out in space. In fact, I honestly don't expect to see over much of her simply because they have made her so freaking OP. Anytime she comes in, she's like, yep, yeah, well, movie's over. I'm out. And <laughs> unless they come up with really weird and convoluted ways to nerf her. Uh, you know, because again, you know, she doesn't have might. she doesn't have a kryptonite. As far as we know, ways to write some yeah. kryptonite into her. I mean, there's eventually, if they want to use her a lot, they're going to have to do something like that. I mean, even even with Superman, they did more than just a kryptonite. Eventually, they made us like, well, he's not he's not really invulnerable to magic. Somebody uses magic against magic. him, mm -hmm. it's going to hurt. Or time, or like mental tricks. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, well, depending on your version of Superman, actually, the mental tricks don't affect him either. <laughs> but, oh, okay. oh uh, I almost forgot to mention, since we're talking about Captain Marvel, uh -huh. I'm hoping at some point in Phase 4 there will be Kamala Khan. I want at least like a TV series in the same room. I can see her showing up in the new uh, Spider-Man, like as one of his classmates. That would be awesome. That would that be would, so. I think that would work. I think that would work. And um, she's technically like a, a inhuman, or I mean, yeah, I she's an inhuman. I don't know much about her. Again, she's a character that just like Captain Marvel, they've rebooted she's her fine. comic like six times in the last three and a half she, years. She's oh, she's like a very grounded character, like in the same way that Ant Man's the normal guy among all the superheroes. Kamala uh -huh. Khan. Okay. Was like a normal chick who wrote fan fiction about adventures. It would be Wouldn't it be hilarious if like if Kamala Khan does show up in, and crosses over with Spider-Man, they might become a ship? Because oh, they because Captain Marvel and because Captain Marvel and Spider-Man oh. did go out once. But I really like the way they write friendships in this series. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and yeah, I would be just happy to see a good friendship. Yeah. 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 I would go either way. Yeah. I'm I'm just talking as a professional shipper here. But <laughs> Kamala's pretty sheltered. Like I don't think even if she if they if she if she if she and if she and Peter liked each other, it would be really flirty and really innocent. And I would be all for that. I would yeah. I would just I just like the idea because, like, 
I remember reading like this Kamala Khan panel where she crosses over with Spider-Man and she fangirls over the grown-up Spider-Man and says, I totally ship Spider-Marvel. And it's implied that she, you know, has potentially a ship with Miles Morales. But if Kamala Khan is in the MCU, she could be old enough for Peter Parker. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see whatever weirdness goes on there. As far as the, the rest of it going on phase four, it, again, it's hard to say. The, with the Eternals coming in, I don't know much about them at all, other than that mm-hmm. they're a thing. You know, aside from that, Monique, you brought up they've got rights for the Fantastic Four again. So mm-hmm. you've got that to potentially contend with. They've got rights for the X-Men. X-Men. We know that that universe of X-Men yeah. movies is over and done with after Dark Phoenix, and then I think they're planning on releasing New Mutants later in the year. After that, mm-hmm. that universe is over and done with. Yeah, I think so, they're going to have to give it time, though, because I don't expect anything X-Men related for a while. You mean like they did with Spider-Man reboots? <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I did like not expect wait. they would bring Spider-Man into the MCU. Neither did I. I, just... I. You know, so so quickly, I did not expect it, but they did. And I don't think anything prevents them from doing uh, from doing the X Men, and there's a good reason I say that. There's they kind of again they did decided time travel. We we're doing what we want, mm-hmm. which means possibly we are, we, we, are we are now in a universe where we've already got X Men out there somewhere. What? You were you talking about X-Men? Marvel being OP. Marvel does have a kryptonite, and it's rogue. Ah, good. That would be. Oh. But here's here's the oh problem. Oh my gosh! Who oh, the heck is going to talk to just, Jackman? Oh wow, that right there. That makes me so happy to contemplate that. Yes. Yes. Because wouldn't that be fascinating if they went there? Yes, that would be amazing. Gosh, because that was one Just thing as long that they as, like, could, never could do. Well, they could have done it, but obviously in a very different way in the in the X Men movies. But you know, they never had her permanently absorb someone's powers. Yeah. Well, as long as Rogue is still like that Southern Belle that can kick ass. Yeah, I I would be all for it. And the, my only question is, if they bring X Men into the MCU, how the heck are they gonna top Hugh Jackman? Just how? Well, well, the casting know. the casting is interesting because some of the the things I've been reading about, mm. um, like how they picked Brie Larson for Captain Marvel, is they wanted someone young so that they can do multiple movies. So it right. seems like um, Marvel's getting into the we want an actor who can play yeah. in 10 movies mm-hmm. instead of picking a character or an actor who is the age of the character in the comic right. or whatever. So you're or, not, or, or my thing is, popular right, the character is popular at the moment, like right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the character, the actor. Like this, this actor is an A-list actor right now. We need that person. No, but what they're going to do is they're going to say, "Look, that. we want someone who's going to yeah. be, you know, in ten years from now is not going to be tool to do this role. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get someone. Yep. So you're not going to get a Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. You're going to get someone who's going to be ten to fifteen years younger. So you're going to get someone who's twenty two, very young looking, like 
he has to be like in his 30s at least because but Wolverine has always been older. He's never been a teenager character. But they're but they're not casting like that anymore. They just don't that's, care, right? Because they're they, always, you're always being told, but that's like your old person days. This is the way things are done now because they want a longevity in their characters. No, no, no. You're right about everyone except for Wolverine. Because Wolverine basically almost doesn't age at all. Sure. You actually you actually can't cast a 20-something person as Wolverine and expect him to play the same character for 10 years because in 10 years, he's going to look different. Well, you I can, mean, But you can cast a, a somebody job. who's in their 30s. And, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they can use technology and they can, they can yeah. age or de-age as needed. But let's face it. That but takes the actor time will get money. tired of it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that takes time and money. Yeah. So most likely, I I think they can cast somebody in their 30s as Wolverine and expect them to stick around for a good solid 10 to 15 years. I... Because especially for people who have the uh, the regiment of you know the, the health regiment of your, of a popular Hollywood person, you can you can stay looking pretty much the same from thir from 30s well into your 40s. Right. I hope they don't cast Wolverine. I I mean, I like Wolverine, yeah. but part of what I love about X-Men is the wide diversity of characters. Right. And I would like them to take some people that aren't um, big names and put... I don't know. I I'm only tangentially familiar with the X-Men. Mm -hmm. I only remember like the 90s cartoon when I was like four right. and... The characters that stood out to me the most were Rogue and Gambit. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! What if they do uh, X Factor? Like not Wolverine, but the the female clone that they make of him. X twenty three. X twenty three. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, uh, you mean, who knows? Uh, no, because they're not. They're not going to jump to X twenty three. If okay. they if they have X twenty three, they're going to have an old Wolverine. Uh, because you have. Here's the thing. Might. And, and for, first of all, first of all, let's, I agree with you. Like, I would like to see a Wolverine-free MCU for a while, just and give some of these other ones a chance, a chance to shine. Because one of the faults of the previous X Men movies was was making almost all of them Wolverine movies, or or wedging a Wolverine cameo in there somehow, whether it worked or not. Look at it, it's New Age of Apocalypse, uh, and uh but Wolverine is the most popular character of the X-Men. He's still one of the most popular Marvel Comics characters. Mm -hmm. They're going to cast him. It's, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later, almost certainly. As soon as they figure out what they're doing with the X-Men, they're casting a Wolverine. Now, hopefully they'll be smart enough to not make him quite so centric. Uh because for it's one, no one's going to be able to fill Hugh Jackman's shoes, Monique. You're absolutely right. Hugh Jackman is the single reason that they kept making X-Men movies in that universe. He is literally, I kid you not, he's the only reason they did not do a 100% hard reboot of that entire series after it last stand. Because he was so freaking good at being Wolverine. If it wasn't for him, they would have rebooted those movies years ago. That Wolverine movie, um, where it takes place in Japan, what was that called? Um, X Men Wolverine. Wolverine. 
No, yeah, no, no. That, no, no, that movie that was just the Wolverine X Men Origins took place. Yeah, the Wolverine. The it it didn't feel like a comic book movie in any no. way for the first while. It felt very artsy, very very edgy movie. Weird. It was so awesome in the way it was. Um, and Hugh Jackman, pardon the pun, jacked up for that role. <laughs> there were some pictures of him in the gym. He posted mm-hmm. he was deadlifting four hundred pounds. Holy shnikes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was he was serious. See, this is again, I think, another reason why they say like, yes, they hire someone young so that they can have ten years. But even if the actor still looks young after ten years, you know, after ten years, you're like, okay, I'm good. I need to stop bodybuilding so I don't have a heart attack tomorrow. I want to eat a donut. Jeez, <laughs> live forever, live forever. <laughs> like um, Chris Hemsworth, he's he's got a contract for possibly a few more movies because yeah. I was I was watching something where they said he's got a new contract for uh-huh. a few things with yeah. Marvel so mm-hmm. he's got to keep that regimen up oh he will, uh, he, uh, he will. he's got to wear, to wear the fat suit you will have the abs back don't worry <laughs> their abs are coming back I, so I fully so- expect to see them in Guardians 3 just yeah. so you guys just so you know internet I'm not this superficial <laughs> normally <laughs> it is Chris Hemsworth, so I think the internet understands. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually very, totally. very. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a guy. I, I get it. I, you know, I totally get it. I, I, I would not, I would not feel, I, I would not feel yes, it's terribly insecure. Right, I would not feel terribly insecure if you know, if my wife and I are sitting watching a movie with Chris Hemsworth, she's like, you know, he's really good looking. I'm, you're right. Hell Doesn't yeah! Mean, I can totally admit he's got it going on, man. <laughs> he became much much better when he grew that giant beard, Thor. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. mind that. It's I, just that I do like, like you said, that we get to really focus oh. on his acting. Last thing that we can talk about. Uh, speaking of de aging, the last Stanley cameo. Oh my gosh, so uh, good! That, that was perfect. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of wish. That they stopped it, like the the one account of Marvel was my favorite because they had the whole. I wish they at least included him in the Marvel intro mm. as part of the you know thing, because oh, they should have. You're right. The, the the thing in Captain Marvel is that they had this whole Marvel thing with all the Stanley cameos, and then okay. you know there's one little bit where she's smiling at him and he's reading his you know scene from All Rats, and that was like <laughs> my favorite. That was like my favorite cameo so far because, you know, I wanted him to have some kind of better send off. No, it, it, it was that that send off with the Avengers was great because of the bumper sticker. Enough said. Enough said. Right there. <laughs> that was I was like, off. that's actually right there. That is the perfect send off for Stanley. That was this thing. That and Excelsior. The, those those were his his words his phrases. And the and the fact that they just threw that little tidbit in there as a little homage to Stan mm-hmm. at the very end of the saga that honestly he the, you know, he gave birth to the germ of that of of the saga we're all talking about he gave birth to that decades ago okay. and I guess know, like, that, that was it makes sense that was on perfect. a metatextual yeah. level because it's like. If young Stanley could see how he is, how things are now, mm-hmm. he 
would be like driving through being like having the time of his life with that nafsad bumper sticker mm -hmm. and i get it i just i don't know i think i'm just not i don't know i think i don't know i guess i just imagined that it would actually be the funeral scene and instead it's Toby. and i kind of see both you know in that funeral scene mm. like I, you know do you know what i did actually to see it to see a stand san canyo in that funeral scene but yeah you know, they, they can't have Either, it or like at least like it could be a funeral for stan lee like well, they, they know, weren't gonna it would be, right well that I, that that obviously that's wedging it in <laughs> yeah i know but it i don't know what I were just, you gonna say you know there wasn't uh an after credit video for right. endgame right. um Not but i but i did convince a friend of mine that was going to go see it that there was even though he had heard that there wasn't and i'm like yeah dude jerk. you have to wait till the end of the credits <laughs> jerk because it's so funny they do a musical mm -hmm. huh? they do yeah, this okay. musical I number my finger please tell me everything i didn't see that I, I completely convinced them that it was such a thing that they did a musical number at the end. No, they and didn't. No, no, they didn't. didn't. No, that's that's the point. He convinced someone that they did. <laughs> that they did. So he was like, "Oh, oh, I didn't stay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up." And uh, he couldn't he couldn't find it online, of course, because there was no musical number. So I said it was uh, oh, like the musical number they did at the end of Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> the age that they were all taking a role and they were singing the age of Aquarius or whatever. And he was like, Really? Ah. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Oh my gosh, dude. You're a jerk. <laughs> I'm a jerk. You have to be careful to be my friend. I don't think we would I don't think I would be your friend after that. <laughs> I'm I've had too many moments of people, you know. So toying um, with my emotions, man. Yeah. I don't I don't like being seen as gullible. Oh, that'd be really funny for me. <laughs> but, but how awesome would that have been if they actually did that? That would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah I I would have liked to especially since everyone in the cast can sing. I I was secretly wishing for like one little musical tidbit moment. Cause everyone in the cast can sing. Didn't think of that. You know? Yeah. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. sounds exactly like Sting. I wanted them to at least really? have like a little carry. Oh, One wow. of my happy ending pie in the sky things was like, if things ended happily, I wanted them to have like a karaoke party, you know, <laughs> or like a, just this party at the end with everybody. And like the end of Mass Effect 2. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wanted them, or, or yes. even like the Citadel DLC in Mass Effect 3, that little, just a party with everybody. Mm. If everybody yeah. lived, you know. The Mass Effect series, my favorite ever of any video game. Nah, I was, I, was, I said Mass Effect too. I meant um, Andromeda. Sorry. Oh. Oh, I didn't see Andromeda. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get that far. But like the. All right. The, any the other, uh, we're we're actually uh, we're we're actually uh two hours into this actually. Yeah, <laughs> we need to wrap this up. Yeah. So uh, to to wrap it up. Uh, 
Final thoughts. Uh, Monique, go. See this movie. If you haven't, like, if you, we have been talking so much about this movie. It's, I think it's going to, it is going to go down with Return of the King as a great movie finale. Agreed. Agreed. That's what I, uh, Stephen. I have two words. Fat Thor. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> That's the whole movie. <laughs> Cosplay gold forever, baby. I can't wait for this summer. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you got me wanting to go to Toronto just so I can see that. <laughs> okay, Alyssa. Uh, I'm impressed by the writing. I'm excited about the future. And I know some people might be discouraged that the original core have changed, but that has been a huge part of what I liked about comics was not even the main famous characters, but all the really cool uh, lesser known characters. Mm -hmm. And this gives the series an opportunity to get into that. And I'm excited about it. Absolutely. This is... I got to say, uh, this it was a great wrap-up to what is, I think, with I, I think inarguably, the greatest cinematic achievement in history, pulling together, pulling together all of these movies, all of these characters for 10 years, and wrapping up this story in this way. Long live. It, yeah, it was just... It, it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. It's a fitting ending to to the saga that we've come to know and love. A generation has grown up with this with, with this franchise now, and it's there. There aren't words actually to properly describe what has been achieved here. I have my yes. quibbles, of course. I always have. I always will. There is no perfect thing on this earth. All things made by man are fallible. But as far as just a great franchise of movies goes, this is pretty darn, this is a high bar. And I look forward to the day when somebody, when somebody uh, meets it and raises it, but it's going to be a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so if There may not those... be words, but there are two songs that I think can, <laughs> there are two okay. songs. Okay. Long Live by Taylor Swift and For Good from Wicked. Okay. <laughs> I know neither of those things. <laughs> but all right. So again, uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's got some of the best scenes I've ever seen on film. Period. Uh, there are genuine emotional dramatic moments in this movie. It has great. It has good character development within the movie. It completes arcs that have been going on for ten years. It it succeeds on so many levels go see it and that is going to wrap us wrap us up for the night so thanks for tuning in thanks for listening to this extremely long extremely spoiler filled uh episode of fighting the void next week we'll be back with faith Moore talking about henry the eighth in the tutors and all things associated with that so we'll be getting a little bit more serious again after two superhero centric episodes so until then We'll see you next time and keep fighting the good fight. Bye.